0: You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Hope you all had a great weekend. We have a lot to get into today. For today's episode, we're going to get into three different things. We're going to go through our news, because there was a ton of news going on this weekend in terms of all BC sports. So we're going to jump into that. We're going to look at um, Saturday's win for the football team, and we're going to also get into the Phil Djokovic news. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So there's a lot to get into, so let's jump right in. Let's first start off with basketball. As we said before, we've talked about all the games that happened in the Empire Classic. There were no new games this weekend. However, there was news... Because of COVID-19, the schedule is going to be really fluid this year, so there's going to be lots of breaking news in terms of scheduling. The first news that came out was that Mizzou, who was originally on our schedule to play on Wednesday down at Mohegan Sun, had pulled out of playing at Mohegan Sun, so they're off Boston College's schedule. On top of that, Boston College was scheduled to play URI on Friday. That game is also off because Boston College is going to play the University of Florida, on Friday at Mohegan Sun. Um, That is the rumor that is going around right now. John Rothstein has reported it, and he's usually pretty rock solid with his reports. So you can pretty much take that to the bank that Boston College and the Gators are going to play on Friday. That's going to be an interesting game. Florida has not played a game yet because they pulled out of Mohegan Sun at one point, but now they're back in. And they are not ranked. Usually you expect the Gators to be up there in terms of ranking, but they're just right outside the top 25. So it should be a great opponent for Boston College. You know, right between Villanova and URI in terms of where they are at. Again, they haven't played a game, so, you know, that could be an advantage for Boston College. But this has not been officially uh, announced yet. Um, The URI game and the Mizzou game being removed are off the table. On Monday, Boston College is going to play. St. John's, and um, just because of time, I am going to have all the coverage of the St. John's game up on BC Bulletin. I'm not going to really get into a preview of St. John's on the podcast, but if you want more uh, info on that game, check it out on bcbulletin.com. The game will be at 6 p.m. tomorrow night, and the game can be found on ESPNU. St. John's currently is 2-0 2 and 0 with wins over St. Peter's and LaSalle. So they really haven't been challenged yet. So uh, that should be a good game that you'll check out on Monday. Now hockey, hockey had a great weekend as well. They went 2 and 0 defeating number 7 UMass both at home and away. The first game they won 4 to 3 with two goals from Jack McBain in a big uh, win on Friday night and then on Saturday night BC continued their hot streak winning 6 to 3 in a game played at UMass. Um, Mark McLaughlin, the captain of the team, scored two goals. Now, this was big because UMass is number seven in the country. You know, they're going to be a team that's going to compete for the Hockey East title. And Boston College was able to get two quick wins off of them. Um, it's going to probably put BC in good position to be the number one team in the country moving up. Um, and it was great to see that the Eagles were able to um, get themselves in good position and, and look good coming on on the ice after such a uh, long Uh, So they they played that game. On top of all of this, there was football recruiting news. So we have basketball news. We have football news. Uh, Bad news first off. Trevin Wallace, BC's star recruit, uh, number 75 in the country according to 247 Sports, decommitted from Boston College on Sunday night. This wasn't a huge surprise. Wallace has been um, uh, being pursued pretty heavily from a lot of SEC schools. Um, You've heard... I've heard Auburn a lot, LSU, Old Miss. Um, they're all starting to give him offers, and he's a Southern kid. He's from Georgia. These are all his backyard schools, and you know, once especially once his um, recruitment uh, numbers started to and his star ranking went up, you knew that Wallace was going to start to to look at other things. So he has said that he's reopening his commitment so that he can look at other programs too. You know, I, I I have a bad feeling that this is going to end with him. You know, at an SEC school. Usually, ninety percent of the time, when a kid decommits, they're going to end up at another program. You know, but there are there are chances. Think he could end up at Boston College. He has said that he he will continue to look at them. I just think the odds are against them. However, this isn't the only recruiting news, and the other ones are good recruiting news. Bryce Steele, a four-star linebacker from North Carolina, decommitted from South Carolina last week. And is announcing on December 1st, I think that's Tuesday, uh, where he's going to end up. All the signs are pointing to Boston College. Now, will he be as big of a recruit as Trevin Wallace? Probably not, but he's a four-star. Um, and that's a big deal. And he has a he has a laundry list of great opportunities as well. So you know he could be a great fill in if uh, Tre- Trevin Wallace does not end up at Boston College. You're still going to get a four star recruit, a kid that has SEC offers. Obviously, he was going to go to South Carolina. Um, and he's quick. He's a hybrid safety like uh, type of linebacker. He will be playing linebacker if he comes to BC. So he's perfect for what BC needs. Because, if you know, we'll talk about what we saw from BC Lat- on defense this weekend. Uh, but they could really use guys like Trevin Wallace or Bryce Steele. So we got some good news in terms of recruitment because it looks like on Tuesday we'll be talking about Bryce Steele committing to Boston College. And Steele is not the only South Carolina decommit that Boston College has offered recently. George Wilson, a uh, defensive end with a big-time list of offers, he's a high three-star, almost a four-star, has been in contact with Boston College recently. Um, He would be a steal for the Eagles if they could grab him. Um, And I know he's he's looking to make his... um, commitment soon, so hopefully BC can catch up, because I know they just offered him. Um, he'll be someone to keep an eye on. And the other one is Simeon Price, another athlete, a speedy. He could be a defensive back or a wide receiver. Um, and he is a kid from Florida, a three-star with lots of offers as well. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on him. I think in order of, um, you know, where he, they could end up, I think it's going to probably go steal, Martin uh, Wilson, excuse me, and then Price. So those are the three recruiting news that you're going to want to know. In terms of women's basketball, give, I always like to give them uh, their proper time. They won and moved to two and zero with a win over UMass on Saturday, uh, Sunday, excuse me, winning ninety to eighty two in overtime. It was a big game. BC was up a lot in this game, and then UMass stormed back and uh, forced it into overtime. Taylor, Sol- Taylor Soul, I've been told that I've been saying her name wrong, Taylor Soule tied a career high with 29 points and had 13 rebounds. So the uh, the women's basketball team is, is up to 2-0. and So they play um, uh, Providence next, and that game will be on ACC Network on Wednesday at 5 p.m. So you want to check that out. Now in a moment, we're going to talk about the Louisville-Boston College game, and it was an exciting one on Saturday. But before we do, I want to talk about Coors Light. Now, when I am in my mode, I am go, 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 go. I have been doing writing, and there's been so much breaking news that I feel like that I'm always on go. But every now and then, I need to hit that reset button, push pause on what's going on in my life, and crack a nice cold Coors Light. It's made to chill. Now, this weekend, it was just filled with great football. You know, it's Thanksgiving weekend, and... I was watching Oregon, Oregon State in the pea soup, and I watched the Iron Bowl at different points. I watched Georgia and South Carolina. There was just nonstop football. And when I did, I loved to just crack a Coors Light because it helped me relax, and I just enjoyed that beer. Coors Light is a cold lager, cold filtered, and cold package. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in a new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Locked On Boston College. Let's start talking about the Louisville and Boston College game on Saturday, the game that the Eagles won 34-27 on Senior Day at Alumni Stadium. Now, there are so many different uh topics to talk about in this game, and I'm not going to just go over the score and how the scoring happened, because you can find that anywhere. I want to give you the, the nuts and bolts of what I saw and what happened in that game. The first thing I thought of that really stood out for me, you know, Boston College's offensive line played an incredible game. The Eagles were able to run for 188 yards, averaging 5.1 yards per carry, and they were able to hold up uh, Dennis Grossell and Phil Jakovic to no sacks. In terms of a p- perfect performance, that's exactly what we got from that offensive line. They didn't make mistakes. There was no penalties really made by them. And they they were they kept everything clean. So props to the offensive line. Now the big topic, if you were listening to our podcast last week when we talked to Matt McGavick of Louisville Report, was turnovers. And that was the biggest point of this game. If Boston College had not caused three turnovers against Louisville, the Eagles would have lost this game, but they didn't. And Louisville showed how sloppy they were and how little they cared about ball security. They had two bad fumbles, one by Tutu Atwell and the other by Malik Cunningham. Now, those two turnovers were big. The first one was really big because Boston College was down 3-0, Djokovic... Had BC marching down the field, they were just doing whatever they wanted to Louisville's offense, a uh, defense, excuse me. They had the ball at the one yard line, and there was that awful call against BC where they fumbled the ball, but it clearly looked like Dracovic's forward progress had been stopped, and Louisville took over. This is the second time that. Dumb call has happened in the last three years. If anyone remembers the NC State game two years ago, Ben Glines also was at the goal line and had been stood up, and they also didn't blow the whistle, and he was stripped of the ball. I hate that that's not reviewable, because it looked clearly like Djokovic had not been. Um, He looked like he wasn't going anywhere. So, anyways, Louisville gets the ball back, and then they fumble again, and it really kills the momentum that they had going. Now, these... Fumbles happen. They had two fumbles and then the interception. They were backbreakers for Louisville. They had, you know, especially at the end of the game. Louisville's offense had marched down the field on one drive and scored, and then they had the um, bubble screen that they scored uh, to Des Fitzpatrick on a one play. And then BC goes three and out, and it looks like oh my gosh, Louisville's going to you know score to win the game or tie the game. They could have gone for two and probably won it. And what happens? BC gets their hands up. They forced an interception and end the game. So those turnovers, they were everything. But on the other side of the ball, you know, you have to tip your hat to BC because their offense did what they needed to do, and the Eagles put up enough points. You know, they put up 34 points against Louisville, and they did it with their starting quarterback. They did it with their backup quarterback. We're going to talk about Phil Dracovic and Dennis Grossell in our third section. Um, But this was such a big game for BC. And it was such a big moment for this program because now they are six and four, and they're looking at seven and four if they can beat UVA. And that with one less game, and that means one less cream puff game. BC has won five ACC games this year. Jeff Halfley brings it up every single press conference. It feels like that the reporters and the media pick BC to finish dead last in the ACC. And they are on the verge of probably finishing 4th or 5th in the conference and easily wrapping up a, a good bowl game. I've seen the Sun Bowl over and over again. That has been a bowl that I have felt would be great for BC. They get to play a Pac-12 team, someone like Utah or Washington. It would be a in, in El Paso, Texas. It would be a great moment for this program. And I think that win last night for those seniors— they did everything that they needed to do. It wasn't a pretty win. You know, Boston College made their mistakes like they always do. They went one for four in the red uh, offensive red zone, but they did what they needed to do. Now let's look at the negatives because there definitely was negatives in last uh, Saturday's game. And to start with the negatives, injuries would be the big one. And again, we'll get to that in the third section. The big one was defense. Oof. It was pointed out to me, and I didn't even realize it until after the game. Boston College has forced one punt in two games against Notre Dame and Louisville. They've also forced six turnovers. So, good and bad. I know people say the turnovers are fluky. The way BC strips the ball and plays sometimes, I don't see it as that fluky. But BC's defense, if they did not get those turnovers on Saturday they would Louisville had 494 yards Malik Cunningham had 412 of those yards and i could see Louisville just continuing to put on points if they didn't have that and they would have never stopped and BC would have lost the defense was an issue and it was a worrisome part of that game because um, Cunningham when he did that speed option BC could not stop it they could they every now and then would be able to get a guy out there to stop them But guys like Max Richardson and Isaiah McDuffie, they were struggling on the outside on that speed rush because Malik Cunningham, he is fast. And just like Hendon Hooker did, he would juke those linebackers out of their shoes and and get extra yardage. And when BC started to adjust to that, he just started throwing the ball more. And those short and intermediate routes to guys like Tutu Atwell and Des Fitzpatrick, they were able to kill BC. So, uh, the defense was worrisome, and, you know, I'm not seeing a lot of improvement, especially on the defensive line and the way they've played. You know, they made their plays when they needed to, but if you're going to rely just on turnovers, uh, and especially some of those being so fluky, it's it's worrisome moving forward. But you can't hate too much because they made the plays when they had to make the plays, and even with, you know, Malik Cunningham carving them up, they were able to, to get that stop to win the game. Now, before we get to our third section, I want to give my three stars of the game, my three ups of the game. And those would be, as I've already said a couple times, the offensive line gets one of my stamps for a great game. I want to give one to Dennis Grossell, and I'll explain again a little bit. I keep saying that, but I don't want to give away the third section. And then C.J. Lewis. C.J. Lewis, I want to... You know, certain guys, they make these plays and you just want to praise them for what they've become. Because C.J. Lewis, as I said earlier in a previous episode, he was a kid that came here. He was a decommit from – or he was an offer from Tennessee who ended up at B.C. He was a former quarterback. I never expected him to do much of anything after what I've seen out of him in the last couple of years. And to be fair to Lewis, he was stuck in Steve Adazio's offense, and any wide receiver is going to look better when they actually put talent around them. He has looked incredible, and he's had play after play after play. And so in this game, we saw him make that unbelievable one-handed catch in the end zone from Dennis Grosselle. And I could not believe that he caught that um, but it just shows, I mean, he's had two uh, circus reel catches, that catch and the one in Clemson. And it was really funny. We got to talk to CJ Lewis after the game and uh, a reporter asked him, you know, what, what play, what catch was bigger for you, that play in Clemson or this one? And he said this one because we won the game. So Lewis is my second star of the game. And my third one is going to be Dennis. Uh, sorry, I said Dennis Grosell already. So Dennis Grosell, the offensive line, and C.J. Lewis, uh, my concerns the uh, um, the defense as we just talked about. Um, I hate and I've talked about this on the site the fourth down shotgun plays. I don't know why or third and fourth down and short. Why B.C. insists and it's it's an epidemic across college football. These coaches put them down in shotgun. You're three yards, two to three yards back, and you're trying to get one yard. I don't understand that at all. They did it again last night. I, I'm going to give that a big thumb down, thumbs down. They were able to get the fourth down with a run with Djokovic, but stop doing that. And my fourth, uh, my third thumb down for the game has to go to the pass rush. No sacks. They barely got any pressure on Malik Cunningham, and that could have been by design. I just felt like if they could got, get into him a little bit more, they could have really disrupted the game, especially with Cunningham looking like he was kind of hurt. They could have definitely brought that up. Now, tomorrow, we're going to talk about the St. John's game, give you a full recap on that, and we're going to look on Tuesday and Wednesday more into uh, the game against Louisville. We're going to get more in-depth into what happened and talk to Eric So These are some episodes you're not going to want to miss. But right now, I want to talk to you about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a delicious amazing nutritional bar covered in chocolate and it is good for you and that is all you need to know about that it has 18 amazing flavors including cookies and cream almond uh, apple crisp and carrot cake now the bars are covered in chocolate as i said they're soft and easy to chew they're perfect for someone on the go and it's great for the health conscious guy or gal you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, which is perfect after the Thanksgiving holidays and all the splurging I'm sure we all did then. It's like, let's listen to the Cherry Barcia bar 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs. That protein is going to keep you energized and full until your next meal. So, you're going to want to check that out. Now, Built Bar has a special deal for you. With purchase, you're going to get a free cooler while supplies last. So make sure you get your order in now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, we're going to get into the injury news. But before we do, I want to talk about a new podcast on the Locked On Network. It's called Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. So, so the big news coming out of Saturday's game: not only did BC get the win, but there were two major injuries that happened on Saturday, and that was to uh, quarterback Phil Drakovic and David Bailey, the running back. Bailey went down around the third quarter with an upper body injury. He had two touchdowns in the game, but when when he went down, it was up to Patrick Garwo and Travis Levy to fill in as. Jeff Halfley had said they're going to continue to do that. Now, it does not sound to me that David Bailey is going to miss Saturday's game. He talked to Jeff Halfley, and Jeff Halfley told reporters that Bailey says he's feeling good, and it sounds optimistic that he'll be ready to go against UVA, so that's a good one. The other injury, and the more serious one, looks to be Phil Djokovic. Uh, Djokovic went back to pass in the th- late in the third quarter, and... Uh, it looked like a non-contact injury where he kind of just had his knee buckle underneath him. Now, now he goes down, and Dennis Grossell comes in. Grossell, as you remember last year, also came in against Louisville when Anthony Brown last year went down with a catastrophic knee injury that ended his year. Grossell looked amazing against Louisville this year. He threw for two touchdown passes and had a 44-yard run. And, you know, let me just tell you, as a reporter who covers the team... I was so happy to see Grosell play well. This is a kid that went into camp as the starter from last year with a new transfer, gunning to take his spot and anyone who knew you know anything about the team kind of saw the writing on the wall that uh, Jakovic was gonna get his spot. Grosell takes it with you know humility and humble uh, and goes out and just continues to prepare every week as Phil Jakovic gets all the accolades. He gets his moment as he prepares and goes out and wins the game for Boston College. Grossell won that game for BC. Those passes that he made to Jelani Galloway and CJ Lewis won them that game. And, It was such a great moment for that program. It really showed exactly what Jeff Halfley has been preaching about. These are guys that play for each other, that play as a team, that don't let egos get in the way, and Grossell was the biggest uh, proponent of that that philosophy. And to see him smiling and feeling good after the game, you couldn't help but feel proud for him. Now, for Djokovic's injury, it sounds like the scans came back on the x-ray and they were promising, as Jeff Halfley said today but we will have to wait until at least Tuesday to find out uh, what's going to happen at Djokovic. He could play on Saturday, but uh, Halfley would not uh, go either way in telling us if he's going to be cleared or not. Uh, He's going to talk to his trainers and to the the medical staff this week. That being said, I still think that Rossell will look good even if they have him start on Saturday. He is not a huge step down. He's a seasoned veteran that's played Um, I like some of the passes he made. He's not a perfect passer, and he's definitely a step down from Djokovic. But I think against a team like UVA, he could hold his own. So if Djokovic has to miss some time, and it sounds like it's not going to be like an ACL or an MCL thing, though Halfley wouldn't say that either. If it's to miss a week, I'd love to see Grosell play, and I think he could— easily get BC their seventh win on Saturday. So tomorrow, we're going to talk more about this game, dive more into the statistics, and hopefully we'll get Eric Hofstess in a couple times this week to talk about basketball and football. If you've not followed us already, check us out on Twitter, at BC. You can check out my site. I'm the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin on um, the SI Network. And you can check me out on Twitter as well, at Black underscore BC. And you can find us on... Um, Facebook at Boston College SI. So make sure you follow us on Facebook. This is some, It's a great way to check out uh, a lot of our information. This is AJ Black. I'll see you guys all again tomorrow for even more talk about Boston College. Take care, everyone.